Guess what? You're constantly changing. Every single day, you're becoming a new version of yourself, which is weird. I know it. But sometimes you got to step back and you got to reflect. Like, since we are kind of changing so slow, you may not even re- recognize the person you were 10 years ago. You've been in a spot like that before. Maybe you're actually in one right now where you're like, I don't even recognize this person that I am. And how do I keep up with the person that I've become? If you feel like you've kind of outgrown yourself, this episode's for you. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. What's up? Welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. We are a podcast that's based in three principles. Live, laugh, love your mom. We do this every day, by the way. Today, 3rd of October. Glad to have you here. This is my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. I actually started a day with Dramaggy. Dramaggy hasn't been on the podcast in forever. This is my very dramatic sister who now says she hasn't been on the podcast because I haven't paid her. Um, so that's how we started the conversation. <laughs> Today, but it's her 33rd birthday. 32nd, 33rd, 34th. 33rd. 33rd. Uh, over the weekend, my baby sister turned 33 years old. And I thought since um, we haven't had her on in a while, we'd bring her in, check in, see how things were going. Apparently, you've got a dramatic story for us. Uh, you know, that's the reason that she has her nickname is uh, Dramaggy. She's tied for first and most dramatic of Yancey's between my dad and her. So. <laughs> We're always kind of wonder what kind of drama is happening in your life. What's the latest? <laughs> so we have our puppy Ellie, who we've had for a little over a year. Which I don't know if you've told them, but yeah, we she's about crazy. Ellie. So she's crazy, and we um we decided to take her to a month of training in um Tennessee. And yeah, explain that to people because that's, that's pretty wild. Like most people, like when I had when I got Kiki, I took her to PetSmart and we did like. I forget how many sessions, six, eight sessions, maybe a puppy training or they just teach them to sit, you know, stay, pee on the pee pad, walk Mm -hmm. on a leash, things like that. And then that was it. And then she just went on into her normal life. Um, But you're like, you sent her over to like a, um, like a, it's almost like a, well, it's like, it's, but it seems like it's like a, um, what do you call that when, when soldiers go somewhere? Boot camp. Boot camp. It's like dog boot camp that you sent your dog to, (laughs) it seems like. Yeah. Well, this is our third program we're trying with her so we've tried the you know day programs and the bring a trainer to your house programs but she's a big dog and she's really a lab like a lab and we think why Mariner? so she's got a lot of energy so um we just needed someone to be consistent with her mm-hmm. and that could discipline her a little bit more than we can so you found what'd you find so nowhere in atlanta was good enough for me <laughs> Um, to send her. So we, my friend suggested this place in Tennessee that I highly recommend to anyone. Um, well, and it, it really is like, it's called Southern pro. Okay. Um, kennel, follow them. They're great. And, um, they, they do really what I realized it's really for, if you want to have a dog duck hunting, like hunting dog, mm-hmm. but they do like the basic, um, basics to that, which is like heal, sit, come, you know, um, load up on a bed and don't move. So it's good. Like basic obedience training too. Sure. And the, the um, it's, it's a month long. You see you, so you send her to this place for one month. Yep. And total price of this is what? I think we paid like 1500. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot of money. It's a lot. Okay. So this and total, <laughs> yeah, total, how much have you paid, paid in dog training for Ellie? Hmm. 
probably with that, if I had to guess, it'd be about 2,500. Okay. <laughs> this dog's going to yeah. have a PhD in being a dog pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's like we, you know, we got to rescue for multiple reasons. Um, we're like, oh, you know, there's more, you know, we don't have to pay as much. And now I'm like, well, we definitely have paid what anyone would pay for. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, we sent her up there and, you know, I left her and, um, that was hard saying goodbye. I didn't, I couldn't even say goodbye. They put her in like her little runner, mm-hmm. her little room. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, last weekend, so you're supposed to go at certain times, which I didn't realize. So we're going back and forth to Tennessee and, um, I had to go by myself and my friend came with me that recommended this place to see her for the first time, you know, in three weeks mm-hmm. and, um, our guest two weeks and we get there and the trainer warns me, he's like, well, she's not happy and she doesn't like this and she's really sensitive and she's just a baby and, you know, she's <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, great. It sounds like it's not going well. And he's like, no, I've just had to kind of adjust how I train her because if you tell her no, like she gets really, really upset. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, well, let's see her. And like he brings her out and I'm not kidding. I <laughs> – like her head was down, her tail was down, mm-hmm. um, just like the saddest I've ever now seen. Now you do her. it to her. Aww. Now she's sad. No, I was like, oh yeah. So I was like panicking. Yeah. So we have an an hour training, and I've got my friends there who also have their dog going. You know, and I'm like looking. I'm like, oh my gosh, poor Ellie. She's just distraught in my eyes. <laughs> and then they bring my friend's dog out, and he comes prancing out, his tail's wagging, and I'm like, <laughs> you, oh my you're gosh. like, all the dogs must be must be miserable. Then I'm sure they're all yeah, as bad yeah. as my like dog they is. Must be abusing, yeah, yeah. I was like they must be abusing her. <laughs> yeah. No. So the whole time, basically this, you know, important training I'm supposed to be listening to, I'm just sitting there like in my thoughts and feelings like, oh my gosh, what did I do? I'm just sitting there like rubbing Ellie. Like, should I bust her out of here? Like, I'm not even sure. So I end up like talking to the trainer again and I'm like, listen, I'm like, I know we paid a lot of money, but just don't tell my husband, like, let's just not train her. Like, just let her have fun <laughs> and live life and we'll just pretend like she didn't do a good job. Maggie, that's not the point. I know. You can't so just then, tell her to fake it so that she, then right. she's going to come home and still run. Now, Ellie, honestly, right. like, so I met Ellie for the first time when I was at my mom's birthday party, you know, back in September and she wild. Like she just, I mean, like mm-hmm. it's, it, she got puppy energy, but like when they're, you know, 200 pounds or however big she is, like, it's just a lot, right. you know, it's just, it's yeah. just like, wow. In your face. And yeah. Pumping. yeah. Yeah. So she does need discipline, but, um, you know, anyway, so I, I left feeling just like horrible. Like I, <laughs> I, could, I like couldn't sleep. <laughs> I slept in Chattanooga with my friend. So I ended up texting the, kennel the next day and I was like, Hey, um, it's me again. Uh, I know you guys are closed, but can I come back by? Maggie, <laughs> it's a month. Her. It's just literally a month. Like I love Nikki, but like if I knew she had to go somewhere for a month to like, you know, be better. No. It's been the <sighs> longest month. Yeah. So I come barging in there. There's only, you know, one person they're like shut down lights off and I'm like barging in. <laughs> John is like, if you bring our dog home, like <laughs> you're going to be in so much trouble. <laughs> Um, anyway, I went and she did seem a lot better. So that gave me peace of mind, but man, hey, it, this is, this is worrisome. Like, this is worrisome. I know. You can't, I'm very you, you can't tell the dog trainer not to train your dog because you think she's unhappy. <laughs> I'm sure she's, 
I'm sure she's just yeah. fine. Like, how are you going to be a parent then? Like, how, what are you going to no, do? And like, you're like, go to the doctor. You're like, listen, I know that they cry when they get their, you know, their shots. So like, just, <laughs> let's just act let's like just they get shots. Yeah. Just write it down for me. And, uh, let's just, let's just move on. You know, like Max, <laughs> this is, this is a warning sign, know. you know? Yeah. Well, so definitely in my feels about it, but she, we have her this weekend cause you get like a weekend at home and she, she was doing much better at home or you took her for a weekend home. We get, we get her. They it's do like a weekend the, where you, yeah, okay. it is part of it. <laughs> I thought you just busted her out of the jail. Um, <laughs> but you're supposed to be like training her and we are, but I'm also like, okay, take this treat. Just take live this your treat. life. Well, this is why she hasn't <laughs> yeah. gotten any better. I feel like what happens is you take her to these dog things and then you come home and she's yeah, just like, just runs amok over here. What is John? What is your husband? What is, what's he think about all this? Um, I mean, he's really attached to Ellie too. Yeah. <laughs> we both are. Like, I think we realized, you know, cause now she's doing fine in the training and, and she's like respecting authority of the trainer and like they've built a relationship. Yeah. And then us, you know, we're over here like, can you please sit? And like, if you don't want to, that's okay. Um, <laughs> so we're having, it's us. We're having to readjust on our I expectations and how we act. Well, how was uh, how was your thirty third birthday? Now that it is because Saturday technically was your birthday, so I always I don't forget about your birthday, but October just comes so fast. Like with mom's birthday, because my mom's birthday is September twenty seventh, right? And my sister's is October the first, and so like I feel like I have all month. Like remember that like September is like leading up to your birthday, and all of a sudden like October, it, I got a text on Saturday. It's like it's Maggie's birthday. And I was like, holy hell, it's October first! Like when did that happen so fast? You can put it in your phone and then you'll never have to worry about forgetting. No, it. I've, got, I've got a mom, a little group text everybody. I don't remember anybody's birthday anymore. It's great. Um, when, uh, so how was your, how was your birthday? It was good. We, um, we went and got Ellie. So that basically took the whole day and then went out to dinner with friends, but that's good. I don't know. I feel like this year, you know, my friend's husband died last year and this feels truly, I mean, I mean this, this feels like the, the first year where I'm just like so thankful for another year because as you get older, you see people with health problems and things like that. And it's true. So I feel just grateful. Happy less, I had time with Ellie and John. Less drama, more life. You'll you'll see. Hopefully. Well, <laughs> Some people never get there. More life, more drama. Nah, let's hope not. Hopefully less drama <laughs> as you get older. Less, well, maybe like 10% less dramatic each year. So should be your goal. <laughs> maybe. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I love you. Anything else you want to talk about love before you. you go? You want to plug any other businesses and get some... <laughs> I don't think so. Dad and I talked about a spinoff of our own podcast and see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work out, but uh, if uh, if you like, if you like to, it'd be called um, Certified Daddy's Girl. <laughs> that <sounds> weird. <laughs> coming to sound good. Coming to podcast everywhere. That'd be the, that would be the most dramatic podcast between you and Dad. Yeah. It would just be. Chaos, just constant chaos. We just need to like film our phone calls. Yeah, I can, I can imagine. <laughs> All right, Mags. Well, I love you. I know you got a Peloton ride to do. Appreciate <laughs> yep, you hopping you on. Both. Talk to you later. Okay. Love, love you, honey. Bye. All right. I watched Hocus Pocus one and two this weekend. Mom, have you seen Hocus Pocus? Because I I feel like we, uh, you know, I talk about how I feel like my mom like hid me in a bunker somewhere and missed like so many movies. <laughs> of normal people's lives. Uh-huh. You know, like my mom and I just watched Top Gun for the first time when I was in <laughs> Georgia. And it was all right. You know, it was good. Um, I also, you know what I watched? I watched last weekend was I finally watched The Bodyguard, which is one of Jess. That t- we talked about oh on the podcast. I don't think we did. Gosh. I watched The Bodyguard for the first time. Also, okay. Probably good back in the day. Just that was to what? me. Like, 
1980s? It, it was in the 90s? 80s, I'm sure. 80s, early 90s. Uh, yeah. But I'd never seen it uh, before. Yeah, uh, music, either. excellent. Here's my review for, for The Bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Excellent music. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Story, uh, it was okay. Yeah, it was just it was just it just so slow movie. It just moved so slow. So by the time it started to like pick up steam, I just felt like I was like not that interested anymore. You know, mm-hmm. so Hocus Pocus number two came out over the weekend. Everybody was really excited about. It. I'm like, you know what? I don't think I've ever seen Hocus Pocus one. Yeah, and I don't think I, I have figure, either. I was trying to figure out why in the world I wouldn't have seen Hocus Pocus number one. Does that have? And I'm like, did, maybe, did it have Bette Midler in it? Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica yeah. Parker, and yeah. I forget the other woman's name. I did um, see it. Yeah. You so why did I not see this? I don't like, know. Why did I never see Hocus Pocus One? Well, you I started. So I was like, been at home anymore. I was like, no, because it was uh, the first one came out in 1993, so oh. I would have been 10. <clears throat> hmm. So it would have been like almost ideal, like an ideal hmm. age. Because I was like, maybe I was too old for it when it came out. Hmm. But it came out. The first one came out in 1993, and I was like, why does my mom? Not. Are you sure you didn't see it and you just forgot it now I've that you're never, 39? I thought maybe two. I thought maybe, you know, because I love the witches. Uh-huh. The Roald Dahl um, movie Witches was like one of my favorites. Uh-huh. And if you don't remember the, the Roald Dahl, and I know they came out with a new one recently. I don't think I ever finished it, but I started watching it. Um, witches is the one where the kid goes to like the, con- the hotel or something. They're having like a witches conference and they – they chase him, they turn him into a rat and they chase him around the hotel and I don't really remember much more than that. <laughs> I love that one. It's like it's kind of scary to me, it kind of freaked me out a little bit. Um but the uh so I was like, maybe I've seen um Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. But then I sat there and I watched it and I was like, I've never seen this movie before in my life. I've never seen it before. Mm. I don't know why in the world we've never seen it before. Um, but it was good. I I think there's two things that came to me. Number one, I I think for the for nineteen ninety three it was, it was, it was cute. It was a cute family movie. Liked it. I give it a B minus, you know, mm. which is probably what what Hocus Pocus should get, you know, B minus. But I remember um, Bette Midler being really great in that. Yeah, she was great. She was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah storyline's yeah. okay. You know, it's it's it's, yeah. it's, it's a yeah. Halloween family movie. Like it's not it's not going to be an Oscar award winner, you know. Right. But for it's what it was, like I thought Pet it was really Cemetery. good. No, not Pet Cemetery. <laughs> it was good. I was I was satisfied with it. Okay. I walked away feeling satisfied. The only other thing I walked away with was like, man, when you go back and watch movies from like 10, like 10 20, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. it's so crazy how it's literally just all white people. Oh, yeah. It's all white people. It's it's yeah. literally I did not see one person of diversity mm-hmm. in that movie. Mm-hmm. Every character was played by a white person. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that always sticks out to me now. Well, because I mean, an awareness of it. It's just crazy. I, I just don't know why. It's just like, the norm, right? It no, just makes me sad. That, like, I, yeah, because it was just like what, I mean, it was like what my family looked like. Mm-hmm. And so I would have no reason to like wonder why. Like, it's just like, oh, that's, that's the white people. That's what my church looks like too. That's like what my... Mm-hmm. You know, my school is actually pretty diverse, but that's like what my, you know, my swimming pool, neighborhood swimming pool looks like. That's what, you know, mm-hmm. like it didn't really strike me as weird, mm-hmm. but now watching it 29 years later, mm-hmm. it's like the first thing that pops out to me. It's how it's literally all white people. Mm-hmm. And it shocks me that it took us that long as a society for someone to be like, hey, like this isn't what most like I, I grew up in Georgia, right? Conservative mm-hmm. back then, pretty conservative state. Mm-hmm. 
in the South. And mm-hmm. that's not what my that's not what my school looked like. You know, we we're pretty mm-hmm. diverse. Like yeah. it's not what anything looked like. I mean, I'm sure some areas looked all white, but like I'm just I just can't believe that like nobody was like, well, no white person. I'm sure if you're a person of color, you had to watch that and be like, what the like, why does nobody mm-hmm. look like me? That had to be so isolating. It sucks. Yeah. Now, I will say, I feel like Hocus Pocus 2, they did the complete opposite. They were like, okay, we need one of absolutely everybody. and <laughs> We're like, all inclusive. It's all inclusive. Like, uh-huh. like I, we need every single person to be represented in this film. And I think that's, I think it's good. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. They, I don't know if they aim to do that nowadays or if it's just how it works, you know, uh-huh. but it is, it was like just one of every color, race, gender, Everything was like yeah. represented in this film. Yeah. I felt, okay. So to be honest with you, I didn't make it very far into Hocus Pocus 2. Mm. Um, I, and I, I kind of want to know if you're a huge Hocus Pocus fan, how did you feel about the second one? Because I just found myself not really enjoying, it was getting late. Like I fell asleep watching it. I got, honestly, I'll tell you where I kind of checked out was when they were in the Walgreens and which was pretty early on in the movie. Um, like all of a sudden it was like this big ad for like Walgreens and oh. I'm like super sensitive to that kind of stuff. I'm super uh-huh. sensitive to ad placements because yes. it's kind of like what I do professionally. So like I look for all these things and like I find them so hokey. Mm-hmm. So when they're in Walgreens for like 15 minutes, I'm like, <sighs> mm-hmm. it just felt like a cash grab in a sense. Mm-hmm. But I'd be genuinely curious to see if you, Mom, you should go watch, you should go watch Hocus Pocus 2 and see what you think. Okay. It's it's a Nancy Yancey approved film. I think you'll Okay. It's not scary. It's not scary. It's not long. It's not no, no blood, no 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 vulgar, no bad words. It's a, I think it's a Nancy Yancey kind of film. I honestly I still need to finish it, but I kind of yeah. like to see what you think. But especially if you're a fan of the first one. Mm-hmm. You know, and I kind of grew up with it. I kind of I'd like to hear how you felt about the second one because I posted it on my Instagram and People had like kind of mixed feelings about it. People, some people yeah. said they really loved it. Some people they said it hated it. It was cringy. Like I don't know. So be kind of curious where you are with that. But mom, you can watch it and tell me which I, I'm sure you'll love it because you love everything. <laughs> um, okay, let's get to our quote for today. Love everything. Love everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not our quote for the day. <laughs> <laughs> that's your quote that's, for every day. That sounds like my mama text though. Um, yeah. Okay, Abraham Lincoln. To ease another's heartache is to forget one's own. And I'm reminded of this quote in thinking about Hurricane Ian and all the devastation and how everyday heroes, just ordinary people, step up to help one another. You know, it's always in a disaster that we see the best of humanity, really. Um, But... It's so true. If you reach out to help someone else and get out of yourself, it is such a relief. And your heart is so grateful for that to, you know, ease the suffering of another. So anyway, um, I'm so sorry for all those people that were in that hurricane. 70 people so far have been found dead. And mm, How many? 70. Okay, which so is the, like the early line. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We are. Um, I saw. I saw somebody on Facebook. One of my friends lives in Florida, and she put her hurricanes bring out the best and the worst in people. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's kind of just where we are. I don't think. I think hurricane could probably be replaced with 
God knows anything right now. And it kind of be probably the same thing, but it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of tough to see that, you know, if I, it reminds me of that Mr. Rogers quote, which was when I was a boy, I would see scary things in the news. My mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You'll always find people who are helping. And that is true. I do think that mm-hmm. natural disasters and any kind, mm-hmm. I mean, we always talk about this on the show where like, you know, most of the time, I would say until recent history, mm-hmm. bad things would happen and like really good things would come from it. Right. And I hate that bad things have to happen for good things to come from it. Yes. But it seems like that may, I, I, I would hope that a hurricane wouldn't be a divisive thing. I don't. I didn't ask what that quote meant, but this one, I saw she posted it to this morning. Mm-hmm. I just kind of shook my head because I was like, man, I don't know what bad, you know, like. What, what worst could come out of people in a hurricane? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like, well, what is it? Yeah. What is it that like, well, that we you know, it's probably so leading to, to looters, you know, maybe, maybe huh. so I will say though, going back to, um, but it is true. Like, so, um, you know, to ease another's heartache is to forget someone's own. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to a Wayne Dyer podcast this morning too. And Wayne Dyer is like a spiritual teacher or whatever, and uh, he passed away now, but known as one of the one of the recent greater greater ones. And mm-hmm. he was talking about how, you know, a phase you really want to get to in your life is where you can really hope. It's kind of kind of going on the opposite of this thing. It's really hope and desire for people as well, mm. um, because that will really put you in such a different mindset of. Mm. Not only do you want to feel sad when people are sad, but to genuinely spend time. I never really thought about this before because like when somebody comes to me with good news or wanting something or whatever, I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I kind of move on from it. Mm. You know, mm. I don't want to spend a lot of time. Like, I don't go. I don't go back. Like, like for example, if somebody let's, <laughs> let's say that like somebody's mom dies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I'll spend time with that later on in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'll come mm-hmm. back to it. I'll make text on the next day or two. See how they're doing. and kind of do anything for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but what Wayne Dyer was talking about this morning in this podcast was a, a place of like human growth is to really want and desire things almost at the same level for people to have joy and, and happiness mm-hmm. at the same level that you can have discomfort and sadness for somebody mm-hmm. because that that desire for someone to want to be better, to want something better for their life, as long as it's something good, obviously, mm-hmm. is like such a – will almost come back to you tenfold. Oh. You're sitting here thinking about people's, you know, yes. hoping the best for them. Yes. Not just when they're, when they're sad, because we do that all the time. We always mm-hmm. are like, oh man, like, I feel so sad because Julie's mm-hmm. house got burned down, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever. But what about when somebody's really wanting something good, but nothing bad's happened? I've never really thought about that before. Mm. Have you, Mom, do you think about that at all? Oh, well, that that's what drove my whole career. You know, well, but, being, but you but you met people in a bad place, right? And and I was I was sad for them, for what they had gone through and what they were continuing to go through, but that desire for them to have hope and joy is what I was striving to help them find. Yeah, and when that I happens, oh my goodness, it's wonderful. It's the same thing way I feel toward you all. Toward my family. 
I just think that I do a bad yeah. job at it. Like when someone's going through a hard time, I got them. But when someone's like wanting something good to happen, I, mm-hmm. I don't really spend a lot of time with it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Hopefully good luck. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I move on with my life. I don't I don't check mm-hmm. in with them in two days being like, hey, you know, or can I help you? Can I help you get to a certain goal? Is there anything I can do? Mm-hmm. I want this really bad for you too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's like a weird mindset shift I had this morning. I was like, I could do a better job at mm-hmm. wanting good things to happen too. Not just when people are in bad places, but like with their dreams, desires, goals, hopes, everything like that too, you know? Mm-hmm. So Yeah. That's why I'm on this podcast, honey. Hello. <laughs> well, <laughs> I ain't going nowhere fast. <laughs> but we out here. We're I mean, I'm not here for my own fulfillment. Just saying. <laughs> you love the podcast. I You'd do. you be really because, sad if it went away. Because I'm doing it with you. And I yeah, do love all the fans. I mean, I do love it. I absolutely yeah, do. I but but we that's the thing I love. That's the thing I love about our fan page, and this is a great segue into certified fans, is that I think we do support each other. We do, and, absolutely. In our victories. Well, we support and, each and, other. Honestly, we support each other through hard times. Mm-hmm. But I also but, want to support people in good times too. I feel like we're all we're only training each other to, to Say good things when when things are going bad. But don't you think we do that on our fan page? We celebrate. I, with nobody people? talks about what their with their hopes, desires, dreams. We don't talk mm-hmm. about that. We only talk about things when things are going bad. Well, hey, I'm I going through know. a surgery. It's hey, true. my mom died. Hey, like like and again, people definitely need support through that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm glad we're they, here for that. But like, but they post like what else? Too. If we if we can do amazing things, with people are in bad places. What can we do with people? What kind of cool things can we do with people who are in good places? What about us just celebrating the adoption of of Donald's baby? Yeah, and that was that's fun. great. That, that was, was great. fun, and we all. But imagine Donald in, came to us, so you know, happy. six months before and said, "Hey, guys, I'm I'm you know." I'm in the process of, of going through this adoption and I would love it if we could get like a ton of good support mm-hmm. because I'm going to find out in three days if it's going to happen. I would love to be there mm-hmm. for that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't feel like we even do a good job asking for people to like do that for us. Mm. Only when things are going wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I give our fans more credit than that. but <laughs> It's not just our fans. It's <laughs> we as humanity. All right. We got to move on. AG1's on the podcast this week. Happy to have them on. Um AG1's been an awesome tool for uh, for me, for my mom as well. It's a powder you take every single day that's got 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, su- source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. They will start your day out right. And my mom and I took it, started taking it for different reasons. I can tell you it's great for gut health. I've had no issues with my gut at all. Mom, you started taking it because you wanted to sleep better, which I was kind of surprised. I was like, I don't know that it can do that, really help with sleep, but you said it's worked amazing. It has. It's definitely helped. It's helped with my sleep. I don't um, feel tired in the middle of the afternoon, you know, that 3 p.m. slump that so many people have and I've had for a long time. Um, And I stopped taking my multivitamin because it's so rich and all the vitamins that, that, you know, I felt like I need. So it saved me money there too. Um, Yeah, I think it's great. I love it. I I want you to try it. Give it a thirty. Give it a thirty day try, and I mean with things like gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, aging. Like just give it a shot for thirty days, and see if you get the same kind of results that we do. It's less than three dollars a day, by the way. Seven thousand five star reviews, and to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. And all you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com dot com slash Kramer. Again, Athletic Greens. 
com slash Kramer to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Also happy to have our friends over at BetterHelp back on the podcast. Mm-hmm. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And um, I started back with my very first therapy session on Thursday night. And I felt, was it Thursday night? Let me think. Thursday night, Wednesday night. Monday. No, you had to delay it a couple of times. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, <laughs> seems like, like forever. This weekend seems like f- like five weeks. Uh, anyway, it was last week. Whatever, last week. And uh, I'm so happy to be back. Be back on BetterHelp. It really is great. I'm kind of diving into now. Like, why do I just just my relationship life and things that I negative things that I bring to relationships, positive things, the way I view relationships and really just take an honest look at all these things. And it's been great to be back on with uh, Miss Pam, who is my therapist. So if you listen, you don't need to go through a tragedy. It's almost like we just talked about, like it doesn't always have to be like these, you know, really terrible. Oh my God. Well, something really bad happened. So I have to go to therapy. No, I mean, it can be just, just working on things that you've dealt with in the past that maybe you're not completely over with, or maybe it is something you're currently going through that like, you need an outside source, some, somebody to talk to, you know? BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat-only chat, uh, chat only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anybody on the camera if you don't want to. You can just type to them. And it's much more for, uh, affordable than in-person therapy. And you get matched with a therapist under 48 hours. Uh, you, as a listener, get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash Kramer. It's betterhelp.com slash Kramer. All right, Leah's up in a couple seconds with our Mental Health Monday. First, Certified Fans, hello. Thank you so much for what you do. Certified Fans are people that can donate a couple dollars a month to our podcast, and we are super gracious for every single one of y'all, 400 and some odd of you now. Um, we, You get a bunch of perks, by the way. It's not just you giving to us. We give back to you in a couple of different ways. It comes to discounts. It comes to exclusive content on Facebook or early episodes or um, get bonus mama text. Stuff like that. Just to make you feel a little bit more included. We just, you know, want to give back to you any way we can. We tried to get all of 10 new people last month. It is the first, you know, show of October. Mm. Excuse me, a little sip of water there. Uh, and I got good news. We did get one more certified fan over the weekend. So we get nine no. people last month, but you know what? It's, oh. it's close enough. <laughs> oh my it's close gosh. Enough. Nine. That's yeah, marvelous. So oh, I'm excited. Welcome. And we would like to dedicate our latest episode to our newest certified fan. Mm. And that is Lisa G. Lisa G, who lives in Chula Vista, California. She okay. just joined us over the weekend. She may, may have actually joined. Actually, you know what? To be fair, she joined us on the last day of the month. So technically it counts oh, for September. Oh, she was in my birthday month. She is also the 450th. <laughs> wow. Even, 450 even of uh, certified fans that have joined us. We are so thankful for you, Lisa G. Yes. Thank you so much. You came in clutch here at the very end, and yeah. it's awesome. Thank you for supporting our podcast and hopefully making many, many more here on out. So for our uh, newest certified fan, and we're very thankful for you, Lisa G. from Chula Vista. This episode is dedicated to you. Yes. Thank you, Lisa, for making my birthday month special and to the other eight that did likewise. And whoop, whoop to Lisa G. That's it. So grateful so for if you. you. If you want to support us as well, we got a brand new month, brand new goal, three people this month. Text the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. 
All right, mom, that's going to do it for you today. I love you. Okay, honey. Have a great week. Love you forever. All right, time for Mental Health Monday. This is my therapist friend, Leah Aguirre, who is actually just had her book um, re- release party as of Saturday night. So proud of you. You ever look at your life and you're just like, who am I anymore? Like, I don't even like feel like myself on my own skin. Or maybe the things that you're doing don't even mm-hmm. feel like like you anymore. Or you don't get the same passion from doing the same things anymore. Like they don't feel I, in alignment with yeah, alignment's where you're a good at. word. It's a good word. Uh, I was telling I really Leah, like that word. I had I have, I have a friend that is uh, she's post divorce and she has found herself recently looking at her life as she's kind of gone through a transformation and realizing that like the new her doesn't really fit into a lot of older situations like group of friends or mm-hmm. um, social settings or even like hobbies that she and used to enjoy doing. And I remember this, I, I was kind of the same way post-divorce mm-hmm. was I kind of found this different version of myself that was much more authentic, but in being authentic to myself, it came with a whole lot of discomfort mm-hmm. because I wasn't even sure I didn't even feel like I fit into my old life at all anymore. Not at all, but like in many aspects, like the people that I hung out with, the things that I did, mm-hmm. uh, the things that I didn't think I liked doing before. I now like it was a very weird transformation. So I want to talk to you today about what are you supposed to do when your life changes, but like your situations haven't. Mm-hmm. It's very broad, but when your life Right. Wait, well, so your life, well, it, like, it sounds like more you, to your, I, like, you, your core self, like you've kind of come into your own. Yeah. Right. But like everything in- else around you is still your old life. Right. Like what, what do you do with this? Because <laughs> I honestly, I went so extreme, right? Like mm-hmm. keep in mind, let's talk about Steven 2018. Okay. Meat eater, love to drink, love to party, love to, well, I don't love to party, but I did. Like I still, I still could party. Uh, had a a really shallow group of friends. Um, and Mm -hmm. I was in a job that was extremely toxic and, um, none of it quite aligned anymore. Um, and I went pretty extreme, right? Like I cut out, like almost, I cut out eating, drinking, (laughs) right? Like, Mm -hmm. like instantly, almost instantly. It was like, okay, that's changed. Um, and then I, uh, changed, I mean, my group of friends, I cut down dramatically. I stopped putting up with shit at work, which, Mm -hmm. you know, ultimately led to my demise, but Mm -hmm. I went pretty extreme and I don't even know if that's like the right way to do it. Especially, I mean, it's a little different for me because I can, I've got the flexibility, but like, let's just say like you've got kids and maybe you don't fit into that mom group anymore, Mm -hmm. but like your kids are still connected or maybe your job doesn't feel right, but that's like your income. Like, what are you supposed to do when you start feeling like completely, you come into your own, but like, that's not what the life is around you anymore. Well, I think it's hard, especially like if you're in like a community, say you're living in like the suburbs, right? You have like, there's like certain elements that are hard to change. So it's really focusing on what's in within your control. So say, for example, you become like just part of the mom group and you're like, I don't just want to be part of this group. I have other 
like identities or aspirations or interests. So yeah. it's not even about like shutting down the mom group. Cause if, especially, especially if you have kids in the, that go to school and you're friends with the parents, right. But it's about how can I expand my life and not limit myself to these situations that maybe are part of my environment. Cause we can't always change. I mean, it's, it's, you are, you were able to, I mean, it's, it's your, it's your field, it's your career. You're able to pick up and leave and you kind of have to for your work, but not a lot of people can leave. So I think it's focusing on what you can control. So you don't have to break up with all your friends or do anything like that, but it, the, but kind of figure out where do you want to invest your time? So just even like shifting the priority, where's, you know, where maybe you're like, yeah, I'm hanging out with all these moms that I met through my, you know, my kid's school. But you're like, actually, like, I don't align with them in that way. So not to say you have to avoid them or not have those relationships or friendships, but then maybe reinvest in other people in your life that maybe you've been neglecting or haven't prioritized mm. before. Or maybe mm. you're like, oh, I actually like this church I go to is like, has people that are like-minded or, you know, this like group fitness studio, like this Pilates studio. I really connected with some of the women there. I'm going to start whatever, whatever it is. But I think it's really just kind of taking inventory of your life and what's going on and how can you re, I guess, redistribute your time and energy. Like, think- have you been, have you been through, uh, cause I've got, an, as I'm, as we're sitting here talking about this, I, I realize I've got another friend that kind of is doing the same thing where mm-hmm. she is friends with the same people from high school mm-hmm. and they don't really align with her anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and like what she's about and where her life is going. Mm-hmm. And, but like, she's like, they're my friends. And mm-hmm. so I don't even, I don't even so really it- quite know what to do. Like in a situation, so I, have have you felt that way? Yeah, thus far I did in your pers- life, Leah, where like yeah. you felt like well, you've like I, I've outgrown so, or I've changed it. More so right after college. So, and I've talked about this. I don't think I, I don't know how much we you and I have talked about this like on the podcast. But I went to UC Santa Barbara. I was in a sorority. Um, I met a lot of nice people actually in the sorority, but like my closest friends that I have contact now were not in the sorority. Interestingly enough, mm-hmm. and I. And then I went into social work. Like I, I, I did study psychology. I did a lot of sociology classes. Um, and my values have always been pretty clear to me. But I think that joining the sorority threw me off course a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, so I, I had can't friend- imagine you a sorority, by the way. Like I, I can and I can't, but like I can't imagine like this version of you in a sorority. Like it I'm just glad. makes me laugh. I mean, it really sucks. And I don't want to talk poorly because I know people like have like found lifelong friends, but it's. The Greek system, I think, has so many terrible things about it that – but anyways, so no. It, so really <laughs> – I don't want to say <laughs> You literally just said only things bad right there. You realize that, right? Well, they have like friendships. They do like philanthropy. Like there are things. But this is what I'm – no, because some people like, so don't have this – You only just said bad things right there and then you stopped. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, back to this story yes, okay. <laughs> that I'll try to make very brief because you asked. Yes. I – so when I went to graduate school and just kind of found my my actual circle of friends that have been like lifelong friends that I've been friends with now for the last 10 years and um, I've just invested more time in those friendships and those things and slowly those other relationships over the course kind of faded and really break up with anyone as far as like friendships. But it was right. like clear that I couldn't like – I didn't want to go to like all these music festivals and walk around, you know, like these – you know, the Vegas strip and heels and short dresses, like my, this, that loss, like it just wasn't for me. And so by kind of just prioritizing certain friendships and 
really doing things that felt in alignment with my values, like exercising and eating healthy. And I think I've mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but like, I'm not a night owl. So like, I would just like, I'm actually gonna go home at a decent hour. Cause I don't right. care what other people think. Like I felt like I was prioritizing myself and I'm more of an introvert. So I used to like force myself to like stay out and be social and it just wasn't authentic. So really just this kind of staying true to myself. And if things felt uncomfortable, I would leave. Or if a friendship felt like it just was more superficial, I started to like distance myself or not invest as much time in those, in those friendships. I, so it really, I mean, it's hard cause it's not like specific things, but I think it's just, I do this activity where with clients, where you <clears throat> go over kind of your values and you sort them and you, it's like a card, it's a card thing that, um, this organization created, but you sort them from important, not important. I feel like you just got very far away from the microphone. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. So am I like Nancy? A little bit. You were a little Nancy there for a minute. But what I like to do is I like to have people just kind of like reassess their values because they shift over our lifetime. We don't always know that. And sure. sometimes we actually continue to honor the values that, you know, our families had that don't align with what we have as adults mm-hmm. or individuals. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. by reassessing that, you can kind of figure out, okay, like, and I use this as an example too. Like, so say for example, this card is in the deck is like, you know, environmental, like, you know, going green and environmental, like for me, that's important, but is it my top priority? No. But like previously I probably, well, thank as a you people, for killing the earth, <laughs> but I'm just saying like previously I would have like, I would have probably other, other your values we can, we can judge you on. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, can I finish? How do you so, feel about abortion? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. It's way too serious well, for Yeah. Now. Let's not talk about that. So you probably know where I stand, but, I um, yeah. So, but really it's just this idea of like, I previously would have like said I was, you know, this green person to fit in with like certain people or like, you know what I mean? Would have like, yeah. versus like being kind of strong in yourself and knowing that it's okay for those things to shift. That's what I had the hardest time with is I was always like, ah, uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like I, I'm like, ah, it's this weird in between. Like yeah. this is, I'm doing old me stuff, but like feel like the new me, it doesn't really kind of feel authentic, but I think by, accepting that it does change and sometimes it changes very slowly and sometimes it changes very quickly and really hard is sometimes the people around us that are close to us will struggle with that too because not because not because they don't like it but also they're like this is not what i'm used to so it also throws a lot of people off when you're like yeah like i'm not gonna eat meat anymore and you're like well we always like went to you know trust me who you how about drinking when i stopped drinking (laughs) it was like i lost half my friend group easily because of that you know but, but it tells you like the the depth of the relationships, right? Sure. Where you're like, okay, now I need I I like, and it's funny because if if they are solid friends, they'll be like, okay, we can go out, and if you don't drink, that's cool, right? Like, or right. like we can do things that don't center around it. So we'll go grab dinner, and if I have a drink, that's okay. Like you know, you and I have gone out, and I've had a drink, and it's, I think I had a drink. Well, maybe I didn't with you. I don't remember, but um, I you were cool with that. Like it wasn't like, but I wasn't like needing to get drunk and like have, you, you got know, wasted so. from my, from my <laughs> I had to drive Leah home. It was very no. uncomfortable. Oh my God. Stop spreading rumors. So, uh, so anyways, you know what I mean? I think I it's, do. it's, I do yeah. know. I do. Yeah. And, and just knowing that it's okay, but I like how you say, because things do change throughout your life and you shouldn't yeah. have to be expected to be the same person. And yeah. it, trust me, it is awkward when things start to change. And, um, but I think that, I think that's really cool of like, you've got to be super strong with your core values. And as mm-hmm. long as you are, then nothing else really matters. Like nothing if, if, else like, matters. Not drinking is important to me, then nothing else really matters. What else and, else opinion or friends? Like it sucks if I lose them, but I've got to be really strong to who I am and and like learn this new version of me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like the divorce obviously for me was like a big shakeup of like, okay, who is this person now without 
without being in a marriage and actually for the first time kind of learning himself, you know? Yeah. So, all right. It's kind of exciting, isn't it? It's like a rebirth. It's all right. It's pretty stressful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now that I'm on this side, it's fine, but it was, uh, it's a weird, it's a weird, that's why I wanted to bring it up today. Uh, yeah. Leah's got a new book out and I know actually, I know a lot of you guys have young women. Yeah. You have daughters, you have cousins because I see them in your Instagram posts and this could mm-hmm. be a uh, really uh, good – I don't want to say a gift. Probably an awkward gift, but uh, it, it's a good tool. <laughs> I don't, don't give somebody this for their birthday probably. They'd be a little disappointed. But um, <laughs> Leah, tell us about your new book. <laughs> um, you can find my new book. It's on Amazon, so you can get that through there. It's also available at Target and Barnes & Noble. It's The Girl's Guide to Relationship, Sexuality, and Consent. And you can find that, yeah, on either any of those websites for um, both hard copy and ebook form. So, so check it out. I've got big breaking news. Honestly, we already finished today's episode. We're recording everything, done everything. I just got amazing news on my email right now. Cozy Earth is back, and they're back for the holidays, which I know. It's just the first show of October. We got to chill. But I do need to remind you, you have the opportunity once again to get an amazing deal when it comes to the world's softest sheets. And honestly, for me, that means everything to me. So friggin' happy. Because you know what? I talk about Cozy Earth on the podcast, but I talk about Cozy Earth in real life too, all the time. Like, tell people about the sheets, great gift they can give people. I don't, it's, it's something that's near and dear to my heart. Of anything we promoted, I feel like these Cozy Earth sheets are the nearest and dearest to my heart. So, let me give you a quick reminder of what we're walking into for the next couple of months. We're going to be talking about the world's softest sheets. They are Oprah's favorite things now for the last couple of years. And if Oprah loves them, we have to love them as well, right? They are not made out of cotton. They are made out of bamboo. It breathes so much easier. But I promise you, let's cut all that stuff out. You don't care what they're made out of. You just want how soft they are. I promise you, you will not find a world softer sheet. And especially when you get 40% off these cozy earth sheets, I'm like, y'all, please take advantage of these things while we have this coupon. It's back. So cozyearth.com, it's not even just sheets. There's a bunch of stuff we'll be talking about as the holiday seasons get closer. But right now, it's finished with the sheets. So comfortable. They're on bed now. Love them. Best sleep ever. Guaranteed. Um, and you got... Don't forget 10-year warranty on these sheets. So, you know, when you see the price tag, don't freak out because you know you're going to have these sheets for 10 years. You're going to get 40% off that price too. We're talking luxury sheets, but you're not paying five, $700 for sheets. You don't have to with this coupon. That's the, that's the cool thing about it. CozyEarth.com. If you don't believe me, ask the tons of certified fans that have already bought theirs and you'll understand why this set of sheets will change your life. CozyEarth.com, 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 promo code Kramer40, CozyEarth.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't even know if I should finish Hocus Pocus. Like, do you think it's worth it? I just, <laughs> some of y'all just were not too thrilled with number two. It's how I felt about Jurassic Park 6. It was unnecessary, not that great. All right, welcome back to your week. Happy to have you here. Thanks a lot. Tomorrow, we're gonna have a brand new Ask My Mom and, uh, you know, all kind of all chaos. <laughs> all right, have a great day. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Okay, that's it for today. 
Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.